Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 394. We finally have 32 teams left in the League's Cup. Some upsets, some shockers, and some teams have been already eliminated from Liga Mekis. So we're going to talk about this tournament and how it's been disappointing so far. And we also have some transfer rumors in the month of August. And also some chisme going on with Querétaro. But that and much, much more. Before I go any further, just want to let you guys know we are streaming live on Twitter Spaces and YouTube. So join either channel and feel free to speak up if you want to get in on the conversation. Joining me tonight, my good friend Joel. Joel, how we doing? Good, Jaime. Like you, disappointed. But no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just wrapped up the f- group stage of the League's Cup. We had, I believe, 15 groups of three. And I think in hindsight, I don't agree with the amount of groups because every match just carried too much weight of importance Chivas only had two matches, and in both matches, they ended up being on the losing end of them, and they have been eliminated from the League's Cup as of yesterday. And now we look at three weeks without Chivas football. Liga Mekis does not return until the 26th of August. So what do we do now? I don't know, man. (laughs) <laughs> take a breather Jaime it's good sometimes too to just you know focus on something else I, I'm I'm a disappointing result for, for Chivas but I'm not worried you're not worried I'm not worried I, no, I, I've seen a lot of fans freaking out and thinking that as if the team already it's going downhill, but they started good in the league. Three win, three wins, I believe. Um, I think, if anything, this cup was a good chance for Pau to try things out. Paunovic got a, a little bit of criticism with his you know his choice of uh, starting players and substitutions, and you know we start to see an, uh, a trend here. You know in the in the le- in the final against Tigres, he made some questionable moves, and then to start this tournament, he did have Rangel as the starting goalkeeper. Now I think what now is starting to come out of the woodwork is that. You know, Miguel Jimenez was not at 100%. And I think that's the thing that people don't understand is I don't think Chivas went into this tournament at 100% healthiness. They did rush the return of Liga Mekis to squeeze in three fixtures to start the season. And it was almost like fool's gold, right? Chivas started off very hot, scored a lot of goals especially with like the young players like Brido and Yael Padilla. And it, and it really just seemed like, oh, wow, like Chivas are out here 
you know, trying to redeem themselves from losing a final. And it looks like things are, are going to be better this season. They go, you know, three for three in the league. And then going into League's Cup, it's like they they did make a statement like, hey, we're, we're going to try and win this thing. And in reality, you know, like they just did not ever look like themselves. I don't know if, you know, there's other factors that we have to think about. Number one, all the games are in the United States. Number two, you know, logistics and stuff. It, it didn't seem like it was in the MLS best interest to be the the, the best host for Liga Mekis teams. They, they made them feel uncomfortable. They didn't give them the right kind of um, structure infrastructure to succeed in this tournament. You know, we, we did see already reports of like Leon being stranded in the airport, Tigres being standing in the airport, maybe not getting the best times to uh, to practice as well. So a lot of things stacked up against Liga Mexi's teams. You also talk about the officiating, the the refereeing side of things. It's, it hasn't been the best. And um, if you're a Chivas player, you're like, hey, dude, what is there to gain from this tournament? What is there to gain continuing in this tournament? We can just go back home to Guadalajara, rest up for three weeks, and, and chill. You know, we don't have to worry about this stupid tournament. And that was kind of like the attitude that I saw out there on the pitch. I'm not sure if. Well, well I mean, as a, as players, it doesn't matter what you're playing. You you do have to go all out to to try to win to try to win a spot in the first in the starting team. But yeah, but I think as the coach, you you do have to sort of keep the whole league in mind. And I don't think Chivas has the type of squad to play two tournaments. And I think, you know, one thing that has played Chivas for a long time has been injuries. And that's the last thing, you know, just with the season started, uh-huh. you, you want to lose players, uh, you know, due to injury for a cup and then it will affect you at the league. Now, I'm not making excuses for, for the team's poor performance. But at the same time, you, you do have to say, okay, what are they going to prioritize or what's what's more important? Yeah. And I think we've seen that with a few of the other clubs because we're looking at clubs that, that um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, they have new coaches, you know, like, like America and Monterrey. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're just getting started. So it's, it's, it's a bit of the same. At the end of the day, um, the league is more important. Uh, and that's one of the things that I have to agree with with Javibi when he was talking about how he sort of sees this as a preseason. You know, this is like the team's preseason before the the actual season starts. And, uh, and I do feel some of these clubs are taking it that way. Um, but I mean, also, you have to give due to MLS where it's like, they've grown to that point where you can't just show up, you know, and, and expect to beat them or, or and where they will, they will um, take advantage of all that stuff and then have favorable results where this is probably the first time I haven't really paid much attention to some of these previous tournaments, but this is probably the first time where you see some of these league I mix teams getting their asses handed to them for one, three zero, you know, with 
scores like that. I mean, they happened before, but not not so many at once. Yeah, I agree. You know, up until now, it's not like the first time we've had combat between MLS and Liga Mekis, but this is the first time that we've had both entire leagues battling out against each other. Although I will say, again, with all the advantages that the MLS have, a lot of these matches, yeah, they haven't had to travel. They've been hosting their matches against these Mexican clubs. So they have that, you know, and des- yeah. despite loading up the, the, the fans, you know, you look about the Kansas City Chivas game yesterday. I would say that there was a lot of Chivas fans in attendance. You, you heard the chance throughout the game. But even if you're on a, you know, even if even if your own away fans fill in the stadium, it's not the same as playing in El Acron or playing in El Azteca or playing in Mazatlán or in Juarez. It's not the same, right? It's not the same vibe. You know, you don't have, you don't feel like you're at home. And I feel like there was a lot of um, uncomfortableness by some of these Liga Mekis teams. Maybe their attitude in general towards the tournament, they just didn't really feel like there was much at stake. And that's why they were so easy to to just bend over and take it. I look at teams like San Luis. <laughs> you know, San Luis had a terrible outing. Uh, Puebla had a terrible outing. Necaxa, uh, Tijuana. Like, some of these teams just got their shit pushed in, bro. And, um, I mean, Chivas, too. They're, they're definitely not, um, you know, uh, immune to this criticism. I think, in fact, they were probably the team that, that deserves the most criticism because they are considered one of the you know biggest clubs in Mexico. They were runner-up last season with you know in the final in Liga Mekis. And there was a lot of illusion going into the tournament that you know they were gonna be a, a favorite. And to go out like this, I think it's pretty embarrassing. And I think you're right, you know, they were not built for two tournaments. Baunovic said it himself that they weren't ready for the international stage. So I think they're nursing a lot of injuries. Vega looked like he's out of shape. Um, you know, Guti just got incorporated into the team, so there's still a lot to figure out from Chivas. Yeah, Chivas has been a hospital for a while. Um, that's why I'm saying it's they didn't really bring that many players in the offseason. What they got just just Guti, Marin, and Wale. Or Wally, whatever his fucking name is, which is weird, you know. I forgot about that guy already. <laughs> I think like it's we weird. The presentation and then it disappeared. I think it's weird that they, you know, took all this effort to sign him. You know, they used a loophole because he he has played majority of his career in Spain. He does have, you know, a, a Mexican mother, I believe, or grandmother. I forget what the tie is to Mexico. But they did all this to, you know, to get him into the team. And I have yet to see him play. And you think about this tournament, like maybe, you know, Jimenez was injured and that's why he didn't start. And you give the you give it to Rangel. But he had a terrible first game. I would have liked to see Wally just to see what he's got, you know. It'd be funny if he's injured. <laughs> yeah, who knows? He's injured. He got injured. But, yeah. you know, Joel, we have fans already asking for Paunovic's, like, resignation. Can you oh, believe dude, that? Seriously? <laughs> no, man. I, I thought it was just, like, a meme or, like, joking. But, yeah, no, that's... 
he had a wonderful season, man. Even if it, I say that even like if he got, if he were to get eliminated first round of the year, his season was great, man. And you don't, you don't throw everything to the trash just because of a few bad games. You want to be able to judge the whole, the season as a whole, you know, everything that's been done. Uh, and now he's managed to get a lot of these young, you know, have a system and have all these young players, you know, shining and doing really good. As as much of a fan as I am of Luce, you know, we weren't getting stuff from like Beltran and some of these other young guys that are now looking really good. Yeah. We've had some teams that have done well in Mexico. You look at Rayados. They won both of their matches. They handled business over there on the West Coast. Yeah, what a spot they have, dude. See, that's, that's like the difference right there. When you look at Chivas and when you look at um, Tigres. Like Rayados, Monterrey, and Tigres, and you see their squats and you see how stacked they are. Chivas just doesn't have that. They got about five, five good players, and then the rest are just just there for support. <laughs> you have some young guys there. And so that's why every time someone gets injured, Chivas ends up suffering a lot. They don't, a lot of times they don't have no one to to replace them. Um, Monterrey had a guy, but... Oh, you cut out the Joel. Uh, what was that? Oh, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Oh, you got you got a little bit too far from the from your headset or something. Or your, yeah, I, I have <laughs> I have the phone with me. Oh, okay. What about now? I know. Yeah, you sound better now. All right, the Monterrey striker. What is it? Beltrame or Beltrame? The for Rayados. Yeah, yeah, Rayados striker. Uh, German Bertame, yeah. There you go, man. You got that dude, man. They're not even missing. What's his face? I'm already Funes forgetting his Mori, name. Fias Mori. Yeah. <laughs> we we just we don't even have that at you, us. We have an Alexis in one leg, <laughs> Macias with no legs, and that's about it, dude. I don't know what an orange cone. I, I don't know. An orange cone. <laughs> and I, I think, they just got um, Sergio Canales from Betis. Oh, the, the Spaniard. Yeah, see, the, so that's the difference right there, man. That's, and I heard they asked for extra much... guacamole, too. They're like, throw some extra guac on that, too, by the way. <laughs> I like that Richie Rich meme. <laughs> the money. That's, yeah, that's, see, that's, that's the big difference right there, man. Uh, yeah, with a team with a team like that, you can't have those expectations. But Chivas, not really, man. They they've been scraping by for the last five years. Um, that's just the thing. I think, but there's also that. I mean, I I give you the whole MLS is getting the advantage, but you still have to uh, we still have to like realize that their teams aren't weak, right? Even though. On average, I say a Liga MX team is stronger, but but not not by that much. Which, and you know, I, I think that there's still like that hesitation to like 
um, sort of like come to terms with that. Like, hey, these teams are, they don't really suck the way we would like them to. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of, of the national team because I remember when when Mexico started playing friendlies like on a yearly basis, I think sometimes twice a year, and they were all in the U.S. And then uh, all of a sudden Mexico can't win, you know, it's, it's draws or they're losing. And uh, that was the same thing. Oh, well, it's a friendly, you know, it doesn't matter. The players didn't take it serious. Um, and there was, well, what other excuse was there? Well, they're all in the U.S. Serious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an international uh, window, so we weren't. Yeah, it, it we was didn't the release B-team. our best players. Yeah. Hey, and but but you know, little by little, they're creeping up. They they have a win over Mex in the Copa Liber- Copa Husbands in the Copa America '95. Then they end up beating. Uh, I think it was a Nike Cup around '97, '99. I can't remember, but they won three zero. Which is one of their big, you know, the bigger wins, uh, and then they have, of course, in all two, was the massive win, right there with the beating Mex at the World Cup, and so then at that point it's like, oh shit, we, you know, <laughs> you're sort of out of excuses at that point, and I, we're probably still a little bit far from that, just because these cups are made for here, but it's like uh, you already seen these teams punish the league IMX teams that, that aren't able to bring it. Yeah, for sure. Petrame, by the way, is leading in goals in the tournament with five. Lionel Messi has three. And this one's going to hurt. This one stings a lot. Brandon Vazquez has four. <laughs> a player that Pelaez had inquired about offered 500K. He's like, oh, we have our sources and you're only worth 500K. Bitch, you were using transfermarket.com like the rest of us. You saw the 500K on his name, and that's the offer that you guys gave. gave. Oh, and, then, and then they came back with 5 million. And, and Pelas is like, yo, that's too much money. I'm like, yeah, dude, but that ended up costing us because. We could have used him, number one. We went for a Daniel Rios, who is fucking trash, and a Ormeño, trash. And Brandon has been scoring goals, man. He scored two or three against us. So, yeah, it does hurt to see that. <laughs> but I, I think the money wasn't in the Chihuahua piggy bank. So when they saved $5 million, it was like, all right, that's out of their budget. That's basically what they spent for Ormeño and the other guy. That's what I'm including saying. Including wages. Including wages. I mean, that's, that's the other part where you forget, like, you have to include wages there. So, the transfer's not. Ex- we had to trade a, uh, Canelo to Leon, I think, <laughs> to get that, to get Romeo too. That was pathetic, man. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that had more to do with the culture. Um, worth the risk. You know, because he wasn't that. I think he just had second division games, right? I don't think he had played. I don't know if he's he's playing in MLS. Um, but I think at that point he was just playing in. I don't know what their second. What is it? A league or what? Are you talking about uh, Brandon Vasquez? Yeah. He was on the come up. He he started scoring some goals for Cincinnati. No, but but weren't they like in a 
they weren't in MLS when they inquired about. He was like in the second division team. No, he. So he. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like he started at Tijuana, but he never actually made it a, a an appearance. But that was where he had his youth career at. And <clears throat> then he went to Atlanta United, and then he was at Atlanta United too, which is like USL. And then he went to he went to Cincinnati in 2020. He's had 101 appearances and 28 goals. But Cincinnati, because um, I know MLS has been adding, they've been adding uh Yeah, teams they too, were. I'm trying to see when they got promoted to the. Pro- so they expanded in 2019 to the to the MLS. All right, so I guess he was he was already there. Um, just you're, you're going too hard on Pelayas, though. <laughs> I'm just like saying we had a chance to get him, and it does hurt to see him score. For the money, dude, she was just they don't have Monterrey money. <laughs> They might have. They might not have had the five million. They probably didn't have the five million up front. But like you said, what they spent on Ormeño and Rios, we probably would have came out the same. But we're talking about MLS here, and they want their money up front. And I, <laughs> I think in Mexico, Chivas have some kind of like layaway, pro, uh, layaway program, you know, where they, they, they do it in payments. Pay, pay as you pay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I do feel that was the case with um with Pizarro. I don't think they ever outright like had paid pay, yeah, all that money for him. And they still owed they still owed um Pachuca. So when Pachuca said hey, chip up, they had nothing, so they're like, All right, he's going. He's leaving, dude. He's leaving to Monterrey. Yeah, they were probably like uh, rejoiced when they saw that Monterrey were offering some money for him. We have Ricardo joining the show. Ricardo, man, welcome. I know he's got some shit talking. I don't know, man. That's pretty... That three one defeat. Four one. Four. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Worst, dude. Gentlemen, Damn. how's it going? It's good, going. Good. It's going. What's the topic of conversation? America getting port. No. The Chivas getting eliminated. What are we talking? It was about? Chivas getting eliminated, but then when you came in, it went to the parking. <laughs> Of course. No, because anytime it's like that movie Wicker Man. America's that cop guy, and they put him in the big wood guy and they burn him, and everyone <laughs> celebrates. Was it Burning Man? Wicker Man. With the cage. Oh, sounds like Burning no, the Man. Old, the older one. The older one's better. Oh, snap. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's like a cult, cult horror movie. I need to see it. It's from England, I think, right? Yeah, it was filmed in Scotland, but uh, what can I say, man? All the all the MLS fanboys and because uh, 
because MLS has more fans in Mexico than they do in in the U.S. All the all the pundits, the commentators, the haters of Mexican football, they most of them are in the, are in Mexico, and the 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 weirdos like Hercules Gomez or Buffalo Bill, Alexi Lalas, they piggyback off the Mexican media. Oh yeah. So they, they they don't really they're they're enjoying this they're they're jizzing in their pants like I said they this this is their this is like when El Salvador beat Mexico two one <laughs> when was that in two thousand eight or nine or damn when was dude you're going too far back two thousand eight but, but you remember you know what I'm talking about Paul <laughs> my mind uh, yeah it's hard for me to remember some of these but no I yeah but but you said it this is. That's like their World Cup game for them, so you know they're they're always obviously they're going to make a big deal about it. Well, well but what really caught me by surprise, and I, I'm not justifying or making excuses for anyone, but what really, but what really caught me by surprise was a certain game specifically when Chivas lost to Cincinnati. There was a bunch of excuse making, and, <laughs> and like, like everyone was thinking like this was like head to head, like uh, Liga MX versus MLS. This is nothing. That's what more. it is. No, no, that's not what it is. But it's, it's everything. That's the whole point of the league. No, it's masked and disguised as that. But this is a big MLS infomercial <laughs> propaganda sheep in wolf's clothing trying the they're, they're using this tournament as an agenda to, to keep their agenda going and it's, what what's that agenda yeah it's every it's shitting on Liga MX and bigging up everything MLS does oh no that's is too it, negative dude come on is it them trying to say that the gap is closed is that is that what they're trying to justify tampoco, tampoco, dude. that's one of the talking points for sure no but go, but going back to the Chivas game is like what, what I'm what I forgot to add was like the Mexican fans or the specifically the Chivas fans not not to just pick on them because there's a bunch of even America fans when they got porked by that I don't even know Columbus crew, crewmen, <laughs> whatever. The the layman is like knockoff Ber- Dortmund colors, the crappiest logo I've ever seen. But like the fans were making like like they they went into this tournament thinking like it was like a like like I said like MLS versus Liga MX, but like when this, when this tournament was announced. I knew this was gonna happen beforehand. They were you know, the MLS next teams were gonna get pork. Well, oh, for sure, because they were gonna favor the MLS teams, just like you've seen when Cruz Azul that no call with Messi and that fake penalty that 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 team got against America, because that guy bare, Malagón barely tapped the back of his knee and he fell down. Because because USA fans they love to, they one of their criticisms. Or they like to point out, like, oh, Mexican players are, are flopping, right? And there you go. They, they condi- the, That goal conditioned the rest of the game. But no excuses. They lost. But this tournament really, like, uh, like people were getting the wrong idea about it. Like, this is what it was always going to be. 
they're promoting MLS and Liga MX is just the is just the slut girlfriend to bring along and pork. Yeah, I think what I think what is sad is like you look at Americans and what they're taking away from this tournament is that oh yeah things are going great for MLS and we are superior to Mexico. And I mean, there was that video clip that went around today about like Americans just trying to explain like soccer and like how penalties are being are chosen. And oh, it was just like the most cringe shit ever, dude. Those are the younger fans, though. You gotta keep in mind, like, you know, there's all the different fans. So fans have been watching for a long time. They they know they have a pretty good understanding of, of what you know where how the how the leagues measure up. And of course, for newer fans. This is um yeah, it could be misleading. It's gonna be misleading. But I mean I think you really like League IMX, if the teams aren't taking advantage of it, then that's on them. If if they if you know, if they can't um adapt. Yeah, or put better performance. So you really can't say, Oh, this is because how uh, you're saying that it's just to promote the MLS team, but if you're like America, even Monterrey Tigres, right, and you you can't do that, then you're promoting your team. Now you you know you're using that club now to promote your team. Like let's say they Tigres ends up playing Inter Miami in the final, all eyes are on them, and if Tigres, you know, puts on a show, man, and and they just embarrass Miami. You know, then a lot of people would have seen that, um, and now that that image of that team is three times of what it was prior to that tournament. I think people know what who Tigres are because they almost beat Bayern Munich in the Club World Cup final. Oh yeah, but but, but we're talking about now here, like in the U.S., with a lot of new fans and younger fans, and just people that were tuning in just to watch Messi and whatnot so kind of that but i do think because i I, that's how that's where i kind of see it going some of the tournaments happening here in the u.s sort of like how what you see with um you know with like the nba and and um what is it uh baseball um mlb no 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 just the leagues because you know, they have teams from Canada, right? Um, uh, NBA and, and baseball, they have Canadian teams there. So people here will know about about those teams down there. And so I see it happening, especially with, with this, you know, three-host World Cup, where it could be a possibility where there will be like a leagues-type cup with – which would be like the one league and it'll have teams even from Canada, which I think it has already, right? The, the ones that are in MLS, what would it be? Just Toronto uh, and then perhaps Vancouver. Vancouver. So it's that's kind of the same thing right there that we're watching. Um, but I think it might be a few more years till you could see like teams having like really strong, putting, putting really strong uh, I mean, clubs pretty really strong teams in the tournament. So kind of like what Inter is doing 
you know, how they're building that team for Messi. And then uh, there's talk of where LAFC bringing Chucky. And so you could have, like, Chucky, Vela, and they'll probably need, like, one more. I don't know what scrubs they have. But but then, you know, to add, you add to those teams, you add the top the top uh, Liga MX teams, like, and I shouldn't say top, but, like, the more, the, with the better players, you know, Tigres, Monterrey, and, um, just to name a few. And at that point, when you have, like, a Final Four, it's those big, big type games. I mean, it's, it's nowhere near Champions League, but you have to start somewhere, right? So it's... It's a good it's a good start if you ask me. The fact you have you already you you acknowledge that Messi's in the final speaks volumes about this tournament. Well, oh, it's a business. Just wait hey, till you find business. out how home field advantage that's, works. Hey. But but that's the whole thing about soccer. It's a business, right? It's a business first. Cost a lot of money to to build the stadiums, to have the top players, to have all of that. So yeah, you're you're sort of like, you know, if, if, if they did it for that, you know, so be it. But you're trying to get it to grow and to become popular where it does get to the point where then you don't, you don't need that favoritism anymore. It, you know what's crazy, uh, Ricardo, is that the, you talk about Miami, Messi, and you look at the bracket that they're in, right? They have to play against Orlando. <laughs> And Miami could theoretically play the entire tournament at home because what happens when they play against the Mexican team is they get to host. And what happens when they play against an MLS team, it goes off of, I think, last year's results of who ended up higher in the table. So Miami could theoretically go all the way to the final and even host the final, which is ridiculous. It's like they've never, they didn't have to leave their fucking, you know, and, you know, this thing is just like the World Cup in 2022 all over again. Just like carrying Messi to the final any possible way to drive in revenue, to drive in money and, 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 and all that. And it's just like at the expense of, of what? You know, Liga Mekis having to put their season on hold for this fucking thing. It's just like it was just a terribly organized tournament. And I don't agree with 15 groups of three or 15 groups. of Yeah, it was like 15 groups. They should have done just a traditional, like how they do in the World Cup, 32 teams, you know, eight groups of four. They gave LAFC and Pachuca a first round bye because they were the champions of their respective leagues. But what advantage is that? They haven't had a competitive game in three weeks. So they're going into this you know, round of elimination of 32, in my opinion, at a disadvantage because they haven't played competitively in three weeks. And honestly, and so I will, I, I'm actually leaning towards Juarez against LAFC tomorrow. I, these, it's so in their favor. I don't even know what the hell to think, man. But to, to your point, Jaime, like, Everything it's so unorganized that that it's it's so obviously skewed towards them being the, like a Hall doesn't want to admit it, but it's basically a big uh, uh, a big like a high what's that uh, 
You guys ever seen those commercials at midnight with that guy that sells that soap that cleans everything? Those type of <laughs> those type of ads. Can infomercial? Yeah. No, but that there's a guy with hydro um, oxy something or oxyclean. Oxy, there, oxyclean. There you go. It's like an oxyclean commercial, like. But well, I don't like the the fact that they have to go through all this just to make Liga and Mex looks look bad. Is what really what really grinds my gears, man. Because if there's if their league is so superior and this and that. But who said the league is super like you're going off of some some scrubs on the internet? Well, you hear the talking points, well. Come on, man. All the look, if if they were so superior, they wouldn't have to keep doing all this. Just like let your product speak for itself, man. Why do you, why do you keep have to keep involving Liga IMX? Because there was so much made about how Liga IMX got screwed, and they did in the Libertadores. I know you guys are gonna get mad when they mention that that word Libertadores, but okay, when man. no Habibi and uh, como se llama uh. el uh, Mr. Chemo they get mad when uh, <laughs> they mention Libertadores, but Liga MX did get screwed. No, I'm not. I'm not saying they didn't, but you had better competition. You at least had home games. The the prize if you. Cause, cause, uh, like this. Let's not forget, man. This is sports. Like this is like a, comp- a competition. Like mm-hmm. not everyone's gonna make it. The, the event, like the top guy, should get the the glory and the and the the fruits of their labor that goes with being the champion, man. Not like I don't. This just turns like no me cae bien. Like like having everyone get a piece of the pie like if you suck you suck man you shouldn't be here you know you just gave me a great idea just to up the ante i think league's cup should be given host rights on whoever wins the conca champions league and as of right now that's mexico so i think like the next time they host this if they plan on hosting this again it should be in Mexico, just to fucking give them a little piece of their own medicine, you know, a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, but then, then no one's gonna go to the games. No one goes to these games. Have you seen some of those? I, I, I was watching some of the highlights. There's more Liga and Mex fans in Mexico than actual. I mean, in the U.S. than actual MLS fans. Yeah, the and attendance I'll, has been some pretty terrible for some of these matches. That that Chivas game was telling when they played a uh, Kansas. There was more Chia, Chia hermanos in the stands yeah. than the other team, man. They showed up their own stadium, and then in the game against Cincinnati, they had to suspend the match because of lightning, and then they resumed it the next day. It's like, what the fuck, man? So unprofessional. Is that in Cincinnati where the Chia hermanos were fighting each other? That was in Kansas. Damn. That, yeah. Oh, that was the. A recent one. I would say, like for bragging rights, they should they should be like, all right, you guys want to want to continue this this tournament? Then let's let's make it interesting. Let's you know whoever wins this gets to host it next year. I think that would that would put this you know I think that'd be fair. As of right now, it's like everyone's invited to this tournament, right? So number one, the stakes aren't that high because everyone's qualified. It's like everyone gets a participation trophy, and 
number two, like, what do we gain from winning this? The teams that are the most competitive and top performing in their respective leagues already get a ticket to the Champions League. So it's like, what is that stake here? Absolutely nothing. What is there to gain? No, there is. There is your fan base because think about it. This is the U.S. is where Liga MX teams play their most. This is pretty much where they do their whole preseason, any friendlies. This has always been the moneymaker for them. So if you want to cultivate a fan base in the U.S., you know, they have to be able to see you, to, to see the team in person, you know, at least as often as they can. They're not all going to be flying into Max for games. And so if you're having tournaments where you're looking good and you're winning, that's even better, you know? I, just I highly doubt that you're influencing anyone that is attending these matches. It's not like you have neutral fans going to these matches. People either go to see their respective MLS side or their club from Mexico. And they have maybe they haven't had the opportunity to like go see, you know, Cruz Azul in Chicago or some shit like that. But I don't think that Mexico, like Liga Mekis, like for example, tomorrow, Atlas versus New England. I doubt any like if if Atlas end up playing marvelous and having a, a very very impressive match, I doubt there's any fans that attended that match to be like, oh, I'm gonna be an Atlas fan now, or hey, I'm gonna look into Liga Mekis now because yeah, if you, if you, I don't, you dude, I don't think you are, bro. I don't think you are. You never seen it with Selección, where people take their kids, kids grow up, and then they, you know, they're watching the national team and. and Paying no. money to go. We got kids eating quesadillas and thinking they want Mexican national citizenship because they eat quesadillas. That's that's what we're getting, dude. Has nothing to do yeah, with soccer. <laughs> hey, but to to reply to Hoel's point about them having the games all the time over here, but isn't isn't it like a you're just shooting yourself in the foot by trying to promote your teams over here? forcing them to play this tournament that's so compressed and forced and like I shared that clip of Alvaro Morales saying that stuff and it's completely true like these teams these Mexican teams they're the ones with the burden of moving around like 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 that dork Sutcliffe was saying oh just because they're flying like that's just an excuse have you guys flown around a lot of a lot of times man that's exhausting yeah man I had to travel quite a bit this month. That shit gets to you, bro. You don't want to fucking perform after. Especially if, like, they fucked up your flight. Like, what happened with Leon? These dudes had to sleep in the ho- in the fucking airport like like uh, Tom Hanks in Terminal. So, so in this tournament, we're getting the... The, we're getting the Libertadores treatment without the Libertadores benefits. Yeah, of playing against good teams, like, I, like I don't care. Like, you you can make what you want of America or Chivas getting beat, but I know for sure these teams aren't train like training like that because all the reports that are coming out. So they they could uh, like Hercules Gomez he can keep going, he can keep uh jizzing his pants about about this. <laughs> but it's a uh, smoke and mirrors in my opinion. Yeah, we'll have to see exactly how this pans out. Tomorrow, we'll have uh, a few matches. LAFC versus Juarez. 
I'm actually looking forward to that one. I think it could go either way. And then Pachuca and Houston Dynamo, which is in your neck of the woods. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be completely empty. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Hector Herrera, man, you don't want to see. Nah, I don't want to see Bruton, the Mexican Bruce Jenner. <laughs> but but uh, what was who was it? The Mazatlan fan or a Juarez fan that that sent left a message in the last part, Jaime? Or uh, we do have a. I think he was originally a Morelia fan, but. He's a, Mazat- he's a Mazatlan fan. Yeah, he's he's been uh, been tweeting quite a bit at us. Oh. I thought it was a Juarez fan because they got a pretty good player in that Spanish guy. The, he, he was a second division player. Uh, I thought of something. I, I, don't know, I don't remember his last name, but he's been playing pretty good. Uh, that could be like a little steal for them. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, it's a uh, game off. Yeah, he uh, he's happy about his team making it to the next round, which is someone needs to explain how a team like like Mazatlan was able to get into the round of 32 in Chivas camp. That I need someone with math to explain that one to me. Doesn't make any sense. I was hoping to see another one of those uh, Austin fan videos. But... Oh, I know. They haven't posted. I've been waiting yeah. for another meltdown. I think they caught on to us, man. They, <laughs> they caught on to that last video. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I just wanted to hear that white guy say Pinocha again. That shit was hilarious. I will say, you're looking at this bracket. You got LAFC, Juarez. You have Leon, Real Salt Lake, Tigres, Vancouver, Monterrey, Portland, uh, Columbus Crew, Minnesota, Toluca, Kansas City, Chi- uh, Chicago, and America, and then Cincinnati versus Nashville. That one side of the bracket is stacked, and a lot of Mexican on Mexican crime. If they have, uh, if they if they win their respective matches, like for example, Tigres, if they get past Vancouver, will have to play against you know Rayados in the round of sixteen. I'm like, dude, not only did they heavily skew one side of the bracket so the Mexicans just fight each other and kill each other off, but, you know, you look at the other side of the bracket with, like, Messi, this dude's basically in the final already. Like, I don't think they're going to get challenged until they get into maybe the semifinal. And how dumb was that, that they put, like you said, all the Mexican teams on one side? They Even even to play it safe, they should have, put America or or Chivas in the other side just in case they both met at the final. Like it was, whoever came up with this was real dumb. Yeah, in fact, the it's funny you mentioned that because if Chivas had qualified instead of Kansas, yeah, they would have faced uh America eventually like in the same side, which is which is dumb. The other side, there's nothing going on, man. You got teams like Atlas, Mazatlan, Cruz Azul and Pumas. I mean, no disrespect, but come on. <laughs> I didn't know there was that many MLS teams. They should really, if they want to keep this chocolate cup going, they should probably like 
cut out a few of those teams and make it make them earn their spots for this tournament because uh, there's a bunch of teams and Mexico's like it's like groups of three and there's two Mexican two MLS teams to a Mexican team right yeah exactly uh, there's like a lot of teams in MLS I mean they almost have twice the amount that we do and you know it's all just a franchise fee that's all you got to do is pay a franchise fee and you're in you know <laughs> there is no promotion relegation um yeah it's i don't know man this tournament we'll see how it goes but i think the part where they messed up was the w- groups of 3 where you only have two guaranteed matches and then after that it's like you lose you go home and you don't do anything for the next 3 weeks it's it's a silly tournament. I think that they should have made at least at least three guaranteed matches before just going home. At least at, at minimum that you know, or maybe they should have done some kind of like league table. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. I don't necessarily think that they had to execute this tournament in one month. I think they should do what they do in other cup tournaments, which is incorporate it, sprinkle it in throughout the regular season, you know, you have your match on the weekend in your respective league and then midweek you travel to to play this like knockout tournament. I think that's how they should have gone about it. I don't understand why they put everything on pause and made everyone battle it battle it out in one month. I think that was completely unnecessary. Just like Libertadores spread it spread the wealth all around, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you why they did it. It's cuz the NFL's coming up, man. What We're is, not going to have that many eyeballs once the NFL season starts. When does the M, uh, NFL season start? Like September? I think it's like in September. Oh, okay. If you try to spread those games out for like the rest of the year, um, then I guarantee you they wouldn't get as many views. I don't think there, even with me. I don't think there would be much conflict because, I mean, those games are like on Sunday, right? It's not like they play midweek. Like NFL games are all like on Sunday, right? Sunday or Monday or Thursday? Monday, Thursday, and you got to keep in account college football that's all Saturday and NFL that's all Sunday. Well, that's four, four days out of the week. No one's going to be paying attention. I would say, like, if you host a, a League's Cup match on a Tuesday or Wednesday, I think that'd be a safe bet, you know? I mean, that's how they do it for Champions League. That's how they do it. That's how they used to do it for Copa Libertadores. You know, these matches would be in the middle of the week wouldn't really conflict with NFL. Um, but I do I do understand the influence that NFL has on TV. And I know that most Americans aren't going to be caring about MLS <laughs> once that rolls out. Just like in the, when was it, the LAFC played that final. They played it on the Saturday, I remember. And it was they in did. the midday. Yeah. And- that's because the college football playoff was going on and they knew they didn't have a chance against uh, showing the game at the same time. Yeah, I think they played hella early too. It was like like either, 12. Yeah, it was like 12. I'm like, what the fuck for a final? Really? Okay. thought that was weird. Uh, man, what, what really, man, what really caught me off guard, Jaime, was that I was, I was paying it because I, I, I refused to pay. That was pretty dumb of them due to the Apple TV, you have to pay for Apple TV and that that MLS thing, right? Really? So you have to pay. Yep. 
Yeah, that's what I've seen online. Oh, you got a double dip? That's dirty. Yeah. Doesn't that doesn't that isn't the type of double whammy I like I like to experience, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, but these teams, like I'm not the teams. I mean, Chivas were really stood out, man. They look really tired to me. And like, uh, what's his name? The the wing, not the winger, the the Guti. midfielder, Guti. the Porcho, but Guti and Porcho. Both of them looked like they were running in mud or had concrete on their feet. They were probably like doing it. lines this whole time, bro. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Those dudes went on a fucking binge, drinking binge or something, you know, reunited again. But I will say Guti was, and, and this is hard to say, but Guti was a downgrade from Oso Gonzalez. And Oso is not even that great of a player. But I noticed the detriment to the starting lineup Guti was. I don't think he's fully incorporated with the team yet. You look at Alexis Vega, holy shit, man. That dude that dude needs a personal trainer and a personal chef. Like that dude needs a fucking solid team around him because he just does not look like he's fit or healthy. And I don't know what kind of diet or regimen he has. Maybe he's taking kawamas in between practice. Like, I don't know, dude. But that guy needs a lot more discipline off the pitch. What I never understood about him was them. Like, I don't know if it was his idea or or his, or his preference or the, or the manager at the time's preference. Because when he actually looked good was when he was at Toluca. And when he was playing striker, I never understood why they, why he, like I said, I don't know if it was on the wing, if it was his idea or the team's idea. That's where he shined the most. That's why I still don't get. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I don't really remember his time at the Luca. I know he had like a really good Ligia run and then that's when Chivas bought him. But I, I don't remember his position. What I will say is I think he looked a lot skinnier back then and he definitely tacked on some weight here at Chivas. And, you know, sometimes it's not good to do too much muscle like or strength training uh, because your ligaments aren't used to that and they, you know, they tend to break. I mean, that's what happened to Ronaldo. That's what's been happening with Neymar. They just put on a lot of muscle and, you know, they aren't able to move the way they used to. But something's going on with that guy because everyone, everyone keeps saying he's injured, and and I believe he's injured, and and they were talking about in Picante today. They're like, a, no, on a different show that I listened to, a Mexi- one in Mexico, and they they're talking about how he's always injured, and mm-hmm. what he needs to do is like they they know for sure his knees like shit. Uh, I I think it's the right knee that is just yeah. a mess. He need, they say he refuses to get it operated for whatever reason. Oh. So that I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, Some he arrived guy. injured to Chivas. He he was injured since he was in his youth. Uh, if you listen to his podcast with um Canelo Chivas guy. Yeah, that's a Chivas guy, right? Was really young guy. Toluca yeah. now. Oh whoa. 
it's really telling. And this guy opens up and admits to a lot of stuff. So a really good podcast if you want to kind of see where the players are coming from. And so he had gotten injured. He, he talks about it, uh, getting injured right around that time that he gets the phone call from Chivas. And I was, I was like, when he said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's like Lucas Holder. Because they're like, this dude might just be injured good. You know, it's like a coin toss, which kind of has been for him, his career where he keeps getting injured, which which is unfortunate, right? Because he could be a, a way better player. Um, and that that is like you say that he's, he's most likely scared of that. If he goes, you know, goes through the knife, it might shorten his career. That's crazy. I'm sure it will come out in the aftermath when he eventually gets dropped by Chivas and ends up playing God knows where. No one's about it. It's going into the world. It's, it's, you know, I guess it's pretty known now. I can't hear you. No? What about now? Sounds like you're giving a hand, hand job to a robot. All right, I think I can hear you now. Damn. <laughs> Soy bot. <laughs> Soy bots. <laughs> my, my strength is winning. My um, strength is winning. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a meme and there's an actual picture. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, <laughs> No, I was just saying now, going into the World Cup, Alexis was like hot commodity. Uh, a lot of teams wanted him, you know. His name was being thrown around. And, you, you know, and I remember even the whole the whole thing where even he wasn't unsure about renewing with Chivas. Um, and they end up finally giving him that massive contract. And then... Sort of after that, you know, he just kept getting injured. And now it's like, no, I don't think she would be able to sell him anymore. People are just kind of, you know, he cut on. He's, he's got a bad knee. They say he had, an, him and his agent had an agreement when all that was going on to go to Rayados. He was going to go. No way. But he was... In my opinion, overpaid, but that's their money. And he also oh, yeah. had a offer to go to Wolves on a loan, and he he did he said no. Oh yeah, because it was the whole six months, right? You, yeah, six month loan. Yeah, and they didn't. And I think that was part of it too, where he's like he knows he's at a hundred, and it was going to be hard for him to probably even just in the training to keep up. Um, Sucks. You would have filled that medical. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's what sucks with that. When he wasn't renewing with Chivas, you know, my hermanos were, were harping on Elias like it was his fault. And you had all this shit going on in the background. And then they do manage to get him and highest paid player and 
massive contract and he hasn't panned out, it ended up being a, a fail for to, you know, so far at least. Uh, we did export a player to Standard League where Ochoa used to play in Belgium. Jorge Ruvacalva, so he's on his way over there, which is good. I, I like that kid. I, I remember when Puma signed him, I thought he was going to be a, a, another one of these Pocho, like, because there's a couple of the, these Pocho kids that are just floating around in League IMAX. Mm -hmm. And he, 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 I remember that first season he got there, he was pretty good. And then Pumas, they got the Popo Salvio, that Argentine guy. Mm -hmm. And that pretty much like uh, ruined his development. So maybe this will work out for him. I hope so. Uh, they made like a little quick TikTok video of him. And it looks like he came from um, like college. He was playing in uh, San Bernardino. And he was kind of being overlooked by scouts and then got picked up by Pumas. So, you know, wish him the best over there. You know, and you also have Julian Araujo, who was... Uh, was he officially bought by Barcelona or was he... I don't know. All I know is he's he's joining Las Palmas in Spain uh, on a loan for a year. No option to buy. Las Palmas is actually in the first division in La Liga. So hopefully we'll get plenty of, of playing time there. But I'll be honest, man, I, I, <laughs> I look at this dude and I, I really don't see what the national team sees in, in Julian Araujo. I, don't, I think he's average at best. I'm just glad America didn't buy him that one year that uh, they made a bid for him because he's just another one of these brown-skinned imposters that, <laughs> that, like you said, is... Kind of looks like he's all hype, and he just colors his hair funny, and that's why people talk about him. I think for marketing reasons, right? He has a bit of a following. He's kind of an influencer. Dyes his hair pink, you know. Oh, he's another one of those kids that uh, he had the statement that uh, that he declared himself to be for Mexico only, just like that other guy, that drunk Ochoa. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's probably why they talk about him so well. That's why they uh, call him up so much. Yeah, I don't. I still don't get it. He didn't really get much playing time for the Gold Cup at all. So, yeah, not sure. Uh, Chucky Lozano to LAFC. It's all but wrapped up. It was like hot and cold. Yes, no, maybe, but it, it does seem like it's it's actually going to happen. And after that move, man, honestly, we, we have been trapped in MLS's web. I think this has all just been a plan to lower our level of competition, and it's working. It's actually working. <laughs> We're They're luring all of our players to go to the MLS. And, yeah, I, I'm not okay with this move, but I get it. There, there was this MLS guy that I've seen the tweet. I was going to tweet it at Hawass just to let him know, to, to prove to him that it's a big MLS propaganda conspiracy against Mexico. 
but I've, I haven't been able to find it. It's I think it's that guy with the mustache that he tweeted it. It's uh about the MLS's own the MLS's plan to sign the top like the top twenty or thirty. There isn't that many good Mexicans, but that's that's what their plan said. Like on a like in a like in a little bulletin board, it was like a. Let's uh, like MLS's plan: sign all the top Mexican players, and under it, attract all the Mexican fans. That's been since day one, though. If you look, if you look at all the players that they've brought in since the league started. They had Campos, Hermosillo, Luis Hernandez, um, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Claudio Suarez, Paco Palencia. They pretty much have had every top player or big. Rafa Marquez, uh, did Neri Castillo? Am I, am I dreaming here, Jaime? Was Neri in Chicago or am I? My Neri Castillo? Is my mind playing tricks on me? He did go did to, he, to did he, he did go to Chicago for a little little bit. Oh, there you go. See this English crap. Anyone you can. Um, and Abela, Chicharo. So I mean, that's a bit of a price. I, I don't, to me, that's no big deal. Um, it's even better that they should open up more spaces for Mex players. I think that where the competition is, it's going to be for the for the better uh, young or just really good South American players. That's, that's, I, that's where I feel they, they can level the playing field and they keep bringing in, you know, some of these top talents. Um, and I think that that's where they, you know, really, really uh, close the gap right there. Because uh, I think in the last years, I haven't been too impressed with, with some of the players that Leon has been bringing in. And I think, uh, you know, especially comparing to the type of players they had in the past, Alex Aguinaldo Cardoso, you know, players of that level. Um, what's that other Paraguayo? I forget his name. I shot in the head. Um, Cabanas, you know, those guys, Ivo Vasai, uh, let's go some, but there used to be some really top talented players coming in. I just haven't seen, at least not to that level anymore. So it's MLS's fault then, right? No, I'm just saying if, if MLS uh, starts beating next to some of the better players, in South America, they don't go to Europe. Probably don't make it in Europe, but they start getting into that. Um, I think there, that's to me, that's what that's what could level the playing field. Well, like, what would you guys say? I don't know if you guys follow, like, because I was watching Libertadores today. I was watching uh, El Club Hermano de la América Internacional. They lost to River Plate. Well, I watch that a lot, and I can't remember maybe like like Hall mentioned a couple names there, but I can't remember the last good South American player that Mexico's gotten. Like with a name and with like accolades. Yeah. What was that, Joel? Can't hear you. You want to see P3O on this, man? I said, I'm going to start calling you R2D2. I'm going to throw my microphone. 
had a song next to me. Um, Ronaldinho, I said, you're talking about the last best player. Or let, let me let me amend that. The last like a deep, like a young player, like in their prime. In their prime. Or when the come up, not in their prime. Uh, who was the uh, Cardona? Cardona was good, good, good shout out, yeah. But he was, I wouldn't compare him to the other guys that would come, like in the '90s or early 2000s. I can't think of one that, and like to Joel's point, that's MLS over, like overpaying obviously for him to come to the ML, to come to their league. I was, I was reading somewhere, um, uh, because I don't know which one of you guys follows the uh, MLS reporters or what, but there, are, there's always articles popping up on my Twitter, and there's this guy that posted a, a an article about this Colombian international. Uh, that Chicago that they had that they per- that they bought from South America and they had them for a year, right? And they and they sold them to like Everton or some some team out there for like a lot of money. I think twenty million. And they're like just another ne- another reason why MLS is better than Liga MX. And I'm like, I never even heard of this guy, man. And uh, I think those are the type of players that. That Liga MX can't get a hold of anymore. What about Diente Lopez? I think he was a good signing for Tigres. Well, he, he's don't get me wrong. There's good signings, but not like uh, not the names that you like the like for instance that Chilito, that guy that Chelito Delgado. The, Man, that was a great signing. Yeah, yeah. But no, we haven't seen like that guy that plays for the Atlanta team, that Armada that played for Argentina. Oh, he went to the we World haven't Cup. seen someone like that in yeah. Mexico in a, in a, in a while. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. Like Jackson Martinez, man, that guy was uh, really. Oh, I wanted him for. I thought he was gonna do the Cabañas and go from <laughs> Chiapas to America. Man, I was like, <sighs> missed out on that guy. He was pretty. He was good. Yeah, for sure. So someone needs to find that cha- that old Chapas promoter and bring him to a team, man. That guy had some good players. He had some. He had some good scout. Maybe he had the plug, man. Who knows? That's what I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, because because all these Liga MX teams, they have some shit. Prom- they well, they probably all have the same promoter. That guy that that took Coca to the to the national team and he yeah that that scumbag that low life that cockroach <laughs> <laughs> he, he uses Tecos, all the Tecos would also bring really good players yeah from yeah, Abreu. Abreu, yeah. yeah. Nava, Nava yeah. dude forgot about him that guy's using all the Liga MX transfer money and he bought Elche really I wouldn't doubt it, cause he, cause I've seen the, the transfer market. He has some top, some big names on his clientele list, but mm. none of those guys are coming to Mexico. He's not even thinking about bringing those guys to Mexico. He's bringing, he's bringing the scraps over here to to Liga mm-hmm. MX. 
Talking about low lifes. Uh, there was some news today about Querétaro not playing, not paying their players, and this is with the current ownership. With with the the Cholos owner, right? Hank. I'm surprised with those guys. They don't have those teams just stacked. That guy has so much money. He basically sponsors the league. And he's sponsoring this shitty Leagues Cup. That's kind of suspicious. Caliente? Saying, yeah, Caliente. Like, I, I got an uncle. He always uses that shit, man. That, uh, that Caliente app thing. He's always betting on that crap. So, you know, because you know they have money, man. And those teams are just, uh, they're just there. They don't provide anything. They're not competitive. They don't have canteranos. Like, they're just there. But I know why Querétaro's there, though. I saw Habibi saying that they should dis- disappear Querétaro, but supposedly that's a... That's, they got, they're going to get some... They have some guy in mind for that team with a lot of money. So they're trying to keep that team there for that reason. George Hank Ron is a Mexican businessman and owner of Mexico's largest sports betting company, Grupo Caliente. Yeah, I'm sure if you uh, lift some rocks, you'll find some dirt on this guy. I know that there's a whole whole other side of gambling that, look, like I'm not into gambling. I have friends that are into gambling, and what they tell me is they look at matches through a different lens. There's a whole other side to sports that if you're not in, if you're not in the game, like, you know, you, you wouldn't catch on to certain things. And, uh, yeah, man, I know gambling's a big, a big thing. So I'm sure that somehow, some way there might be, you know, some, some things going on behind the scenes with this tournament and some of these fixtures, the, the refereeing has definitely been suspicious. Yeah. It's uh, very interesting. Something that no, that a lot of people don't mentioning Hank and that 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 scumbag Bergarnik. Something that uh, Jorge Ramos meant that I thought was interesting. That bald guy from ESPN. He mentioned that, uh, and a lot of people in the caliente table looked uncomfortable when he mentioned this. They were talking <laughs> about how you guys remember where Orbelin came from, right? The Querétaro. And uh, but then you guys find it suspicious how he just like out of nowhere like when he went to Chivas he was like up and coming like he didn't really prove anything, and they sold him for a good amount. It was like eight million if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then he goes after Chivas, he goes to Cruz Azul, and he left Cruz Azul on bad terms. He he left with a free transfer. Free agency, yeah, yeah. And it just so happens that the team he went to has that little midget Caudet, the guy that's coaching an inner now. And his promoter is the Bragarni. So when he got there, he never had a chance to play. And people were saying Orbelin never had the level to play there or the coach didn't, didn't like him or ask for him, right? That was bullshit. He didn't get a play there because that... Because Bragarnik, he he lost money off that 
of the Orbelin deal that from Cruz Azul, him off him leaving Cruz Azul for free. He lost money there. He had money invested in him. So you're saying he placed him in Europe? No, I'm saying he didn't get to play at Celta because his guy was coaching there. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're talking you guys about didn't find that suspicious? No, yeah, I remember that. that he like they didn't give they wouldn't even put him on the bench. Like he didn't get to play at all. And now yeah. he's in Greece and I mean say what you want about you about Greece, but I mean I guess he's succeeding, right? That is very interesting. No, yeah, that guy, that guy has, yeah, he was linked to, to blocking him, and and keeping him from playing. Um, yeah, I remember him talking about that. Yeah, that was Rafa Ramos. Yeah, you know, you know, he's bringing some shade, and others, others just stay quiet. And like, oh, oh, we're, we're, not, we're not touching this. They're like, we're not touching this. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that dude, um, he's not like in the bigger shows like Picante. And for many years, he wasn't even in any of the like TV shows. He was just on radio, but he's always, he's always named names uh, and provided receipts. So I think that's, that's kept him from, from being a bigger name, you know. We do have uh, Ron joining us tonight. Ron, welcome to the podcast. Glad you're able to hop on. I know you're on the East Coast, running late over there. Yeah, what's up, guys? So, how are you guys feeling after uh, Cheers is, um, what is it? You're out, right? I just wanted to confirm. Chivas are eliminated <laughs> from League's Cup, and America lost 4 1. So, yeah, man, it was uh, quite a shock yesterday. And an embarrassment to Liga Mekis. Well, we'll see. We'll see at the end. Because, I mean, honestly, the way, at least the way I look at it, it you know, is Liga MX, they're visitors. And for the amount of wins that they've accumulated and the amount of teams that have, you know, advanced past the, you know, the, the group stage, you know that that wouldn't be the case if, if this was played in Central America or Mexico. You know? Most most MLS teams wouldn't even you know wouldn't even get out of the group stages. So it is what it is. Yeah, and you kind of hope that they do have an even playing field down the road. But as of right now, it's all going to be here in the states. Uh, you know my stance on that. You gain nothing other other than you know maybe you know some prize money and stuff like that. But in terms of you know, international, you know, like supremacy and stuff like that. You, you don't really don't get anything because this is this is uh, this is like you know. If I didn't know any better, I'd think that this is the second coming of Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer. You know, just doing money grabs. By the way, uh, how's the sound? It sounds good, but. It also sounds like you're boiling water in the background. Oh, I am. No, I'm kidding. No, I just let me turn on my uh, my ceiling panel. No, no more DJ from the FSM. Yeah. All right. So, what about now? <laughs> yeah, it sounds better. 
Okay, good. Are you driving? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, I just had the ceiling fan on. Ah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, look, this this tournament has left a lot to be desired. We do have knockout phase now, um, and the teams will start to weed out themselves. America has an interesting match against Chicago. I always felt like Chicago and America have a connection thanks to, obviously, Guatemala, you know, Guatemala playing for both. Yeah. Pavel Pardo, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Quao Quao played some really. You know, I saw a couple of his matches when he was with the Fire. It, it was fun to you know fun to watch because honestly, you know, when he went to the Fire, obviously he was towards the end of you know his career and stuff like that, and he wasn't as as fast as he you know as he was. But you know. Quail being quail, man, you know, he, he, I remember one thing that Apunte used to say about him is that, like, you know, he may not be the fastest, but in terms of, like, you know, thinking on the field, no one's faster than him. You know, like, the way he, he's able to, you know, uh, make a decision and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, you know, props to him because, I mean, he was able to uh, to really play well because, you know, obviously MLS, you know, he's a faster pace uh, more, it's, it's faster paced and more physical than, than LEMX, you know? Not to say that that's better or worse, but it's just, you know, that's just the way they play. Yeah, I remember my uncle, we would, you know, scrimmage, and, you know, they were a lot older than me, and they said, hey, like, we might not have the legs anymore to, to beat you on those, but we, when you get older, you just learn how to position yourself better. Yep, exactly. You know? Make sure you don't run the ball. You know you don't make sure the the, the ball's doing the, the the running. You know, not so yeah. much yourself. Which, but yeah. Uh, so right now, who are the favorites in league? I, I haven't I have I haven't seen any of the games. I'm you know I'll probably watch the knockouts, but uh, I hear that the, the Monterrey teams are doing pretty well. Yeah, I uh, got to cover the Tigres match over in San Jose. It was a pretty entertaining match. We had um, uh, a 1-0 victory for them. You guys can actually see all the photos on SoccerChronicle.com. And they won their group, so they won against uh, Portland and San Jose. And then Rayados also won their group with their victories over Salt Lake and Seattle. Um, Leon won their group as well. Who else? Who else? Toluca won their group. Mazatlan won their group. And Pumas. And Atlas, yeah. I would say the remaining teams from from Mexico that are in the tournament should be should be a good. I mean, they should get past their their opponent in the round of thirty two. All except for Juarez, they have a tough match against LAFC. But honestly, I could see I could see Juarez beating them. LAFC's you know, hasn't had a competitive match in a couple of weeks because they had the first round by, as did Pachuca. Pachuca's last match was on July 16th. We're now in August 1st, so it's it's been almost three weeks. But Rayados does look like the favorite. They, um, they, people say that America has a deep bench, but I think they're, they're, they're a little bit more stacked than America. Absolutely. We'll see. 
if they can. Actually, I don't even know if Sergio Canales is eligible to play. I know that you have to register your players ahead of time for this tournament. So Sergio, Sergio Canales, their their most recent signing, um, their bomba signing. Uh, yeah, he's he's decided to leave Betis and La Liga and, and go to Mexico. Monterrey's got deep pockets, man. That whole city. It'll be interesting to see if the Monterrey coach, who I, I won't name, <laughs> will we'll do the same, you know, shenanigans of playing well in the group stage and then just totally, totally just, you know, fuck it up. <laughs> How do you want to think about that guy? Dan Ortiz, man. Did y'all dirty? And, you know, Monterrey has had that happen to them, even with Vucetich, right? Have a great regular season, and then come playoffs, they just can't be able to get over the hump. We'll see how it goes with them against Portland. But, yeah. Not very excited about Chucky Lozano joining LAFC. Is that a done deal? It's almost done. I think he himself has agreed to terms, but, you know, Napoli spent quite a bit of coin to acquire him. I think they spent $50 million on him. So they want, you know, they want some of that back. And I, I think LAFC is not ready to spend $20 million for him. So we'll see what happens. What's, what's, I mean, what, Chucky, what, 28, something like that? Uh, let's see. Chucky Lozano is, yeah, he's 28 years old. He just turned 28. I think it's a little bit too early, no? To be hanging up the boots. I don't know. I think he may be, uh, wanting to get on that messy wave, you know? I know that he was one of the most fouled players in Liga Mekis, and I'm sure that carried over to Holland and, and, and Serie A. So getting banged up, he's a young player. He did have a couple of serious injuries. I remember he had like that head injury collision. That was pretty scary. And I mean, look, man, he's got a wife and kids. He's, he's, you know, Carlos Vela, unfortunately, you know, paved the road for other Mexicans to <laughs> to basically do the same fucking thing, which is you go to L.A., they give you the keys to the city, you get paid well, the the pressure is less, um, the, the media loves you, you're a superstar there, and yeah, I mean, what's what's not to love about living in Los Angeles and, and getting paid Less pressure than even Pachuca. <laughs> that that's saying something. Well, I don't know, Pachuca. I, th- I, th- I think I told you guys this. I, I read it in one of those. I think it was kind of kind of an old book. There was a player in Pachuca who used to ride the bike. He used to ride his bike to the games and to the practices. You know. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I think I think uh, I would have to agree with you, I mean, I think I mean, although he's not, obviously he's not the first one, you know, Mexico player to get an MLS. I think he was probably the first one that went to there in his prime. You know, he was still, you know, at, you know, he, he still had, he was still at a peak, you know. Uh, because I mean, honestly, I, I I don't see it, but I, I guess you know, with you know, Messi, you know, Messi, and you know. So basically, Barcelona B team now coming to uh, MLS. I think it's. I think. I think you're going to see more, you know, more Mexican players in the prime. You know. Yeah, and, and you know, Chucky. I think he had a tough time in Naples with the criticism and the expectation of of being their most expensive signing of all time, and you know, going to a league that is a lot more defensive. And you know, Gattuso gave him a hard time there. Yeah, he did. They end up winning the league, which is historic. And he did have a little bit to do to do with that title run. And I guess for him, it's like great. I can, you know, end this chapter in Europe. And I mean, yeah, because he was a champion in Italy. He's a champion in in the in the Netherlands. Yeah. I just feel like that's even more of a reason to try and go for another club, let's say in England, let's say in Spain, and try to do it again, you know, like instead of going to uh, taking the easy way out and just calling it quits at 28, where you would still, you would still have like a good chance of making the 2026 roster, maybe not as a starter, but still like a, a role player in that. Yeah, but if the teams aren't willing to pay you, why should you stay there? I'm pretty sure being Napoli's most expensive signing, I'm pretty sure he got a pretty good wage, bro. <laughs> I know, but what other team is offering him a contract? That's a good well, question. Another, another way to look at it is is this, is that... If if he come if Chucky comes to LA you know to the Galaxy and stuff like that, and obviously he's going to be getting more he's going to get a lot of playing time. I mean, for the guys that are in Europe, you know, riding the pine and stuff like that, you know, starting in twenty twenty six is not going to be a guarantee. So I mean, I, I think that's probably one. I guess I mean I I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the things that you know some of the guys that are thinking of heading back to Mexico or heading back to the MLS that are not doing well in Europe. Uh, because at the end of the day, you need to be playing because in order for to get on the national team, because I don't think that, I don't think that the, the, that whoever it is, whether it's, you know, Jimmy or whoever, I don't think they're going to do what they did with like Raul Jimenez where, you know, you, you're, you're playing players that are, you know, out of rhythm or injured and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it more through the money, Ron. What, what's that? Repeat that. I see it more for the money. You know, no, you're right. yeah, you, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. get that big, that big deal that could set you up. So he's getting, what is the rumor? Five point five million a year. You're telling for me what is yeah. it? He's not three getting, years, maybe. You're telling me he's not getting that right now to Napoli. I don't know what he's getting in Napoli, but Napoli wants to sell him, and I don't. 
I haven't heard any other team willing to offer him or that has been offered him a contract. There was a rumor uh, Chivas were interested in his services, but that's, <laughs> that's a fucking she, pipe dream. Just can't, he can't afford that. Um, but 5.5 a year, so let's say it's a three-year contract, maybe extension to a fourth. That's, you know, that's a cool 20. Uh, and um, and even if you get injured, let's say they, oh, what, what was that guy, man? Marcelo broke his leg. Oh, that was painful to watch. That was dude, tough, something bro. like something like that. Like that guy's career is pretty much over, you know. Um, Shit, dude. So something like that happens to you as a player, but you already secured a contract that leaves twenty in the bank. You're still getting that money, um, and you're set. You know, you could buy an Oxo and uh, <laughs> a, a Sinopolis or something, and sit back and and collect. Um, cause yeah, we've seen too many players that squandered their money or <clears throat> they, they go and they, they buy like a really fancy house and cars, but to maintain that lifestyle, it's really expensive. And once the money dries up, you can't afford that, you know? So that that's where we see a lot of these players that end up, end up broke or end up just, um, doing like some dumb shit. Like we saw. Oh, was it Gato Ortiz? <laughs> right, ended up in jail. I forgot. Uh, was he running drugs? Um, Ron, do you remember that guy? Yeah, Gato Ortiz. I remember him. Yeah, he yeah. was a he was a part of a ring of that were doing uh, kidnappings. Shit, even worse, dude. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how far? How far did this guy fall off to end up like that? And there's other like some stories like that you don't kind of hear about them because we mainly know about the the main players. But I've heard of players that were Liga MX that are in the U.S. working construction and stuff. And I'm not nothing against working. I work construction. Momia. But I'm just saying these are players that at one point you know were 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 living a pretty fancy life, and now they they're stuck with blue collar jobs. So that's why I. Yeah, that's but that's, I get that's it. not a chooky situation, man. He's one of the most marketable but, players in Mexico. He's, you know, he's he's been but Mexico's most... Where's the contract, most... Jaime? Where's, where's the never, contract? Show me the money, you, dude. Where's... You never know, Jaime. No, can, I, yeah, can, I know you never you know. Have one day, yeah, call tomorrow. But how are you going to walk away from Champions League football and European football and call it quits? And go to the MLS, dude, and and play for LAFC. It's just, I know that they're really playing the whole like, hey, look, like, look at my family, look how happy they are. You know, Vela's like wife and kids, they 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 just look so at home over there in LAFC. And I'm sure that's a huge factor. I'm sure Chucky Lozano's like, yeah, man, this is gonna be a much higher quality of life, less stress, and uh, I still get to play soccer. But it's like, yeah. damn, bro, like you were kind of like the last like I'm, I'm thinking about like some of our most talented players or the players that are like elite in Mexico. And I consider Chucky Lozano one of them. And it's just like it sucks to see him decide to like call it quits at 28, man. I feel like he had a, but, a couple more years left before making that kind of decision. But but why he he forged a career for himself? Why should he take a pay cut? <clears throat> Or be downgraded, right? Just because the 
the team offering him the money is not in Europe. Like, why should he give his services away? And and sort of like, kind of what Ochoa has to do, you know, and and play in these weak teams and for less money just to be in Europe. Um, not criticizing Ochoa, but if the option is you you're getting this much more money over here that will secure your future and for you and your family, then that's what I'm taking. I'm not. I don't care if I'm gonna play another Champions League game. I, I care where I'm gonna be four or five years down the line, and how secure I'm gonna be. Because not a lot of these goods are gonna end up in football. You know, it's a very small amount that stay in as coach or um, directivos or even in the press. That's even though it seems like a lot. It, if we see the amount of players, it, it's a very small amount. Yeah, for sure. I guess the again for selfish reasons, I want him to stay out there. And another thing too is we really don't see anyone replacing him anytime soon, so he can still easily get called up to the national team and continue to uh, to play and represent Mexico, despite you know this being a detriment to his his game. Just like Hector Herrera, más estorbando. But Hector at least is not getting called up anymore. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been on that in Qatar, man. There's a lot of players that should have been in Qatar. I'm looking at you, Raúl Jiménez. Uh, was it? Didn't Hector Moreno start that game? Which one? Against Argentina. I don't know, bro. Probably that, that guy's way. Even though he's in Liga MX, that guy's way past it too. <laughs> but like you said, I mean that's what I'm more worried about. Like that's because uh, he's gonna, he's always, he's always gonna have that uh, that Germany goal to fall back on. So he's gonna get those call ups no matter what. Moreno, I mean, he was part of the the, the 05 Peru team, right? Like the, the one that, yeah, the under 17. Was he? Yeah, he he was part of that generation. He was, I think, on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, if you think about it, I don't blame whatever you know move he's doing because he's towards the. I mean, think about it, Giovanni dos Santos. You know, I mean, th this was. A, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's almost 20 years ago. This was an under-17 team. So most of those players were 16, 17. Hector is uh, a lot older, though. He's 35. Yeah. So, we just, uh, I mean, what? I'm almost positive he was, he was on that roster. Yeah, he was. Yep, yeah, I remember him. Because, I mean, because you had uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, Hector Moreno, Bela. Pato Araujo. Uh, yeah, but the ones that had like you know European careers. Oh, European you know, careers, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't expect. I mean, he, that, he's on. He's on the out anyhow. Hector Moreno. Oh yeah, we were talking about Hector Herrera, how um, yeah. his move to MLS. Is... Yeah, he. I just. He, I read a what is an article a couple of weeks back. 
he was talking about how you know how you know him moving to MLS kind of basically shut the door on the national team. You know, they, the, the uh, national team shut the door on him. Mm-hmm. What did he expect? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I feel like it's like special treatment because other players that were competing in MLS got called up. Yeah, but think about it. I mean, well, I mean, Chicharito for for reasons that you know they still yeah. haven't really said. You know? Yeah. But you know, yeah, there's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the, the mentality will change, but for the most part, if you were in MLS, you know, you weren't really getting called up. Yeah. We'll see if they'll make a special circumstance for Chucky Lozano. Yep. If this deal goes through. All right, gentlemen, it's getting late on my. Yeah. Over here in the East Coast. We, so we're, we're actually getting to the two hour mark, uh, looking to wrap things up. So, you know, if you have any closing thoughts, Ron, we'll start with you. Eh. Even though I don't like the League's Cup, I hope America wins it just so, you know, I can rub it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the Giants. I don't like the Giants Cup when I used to remember that holy back in the back in the big soccer days. What was it? The Giants. The Giants Cup. I vaguely remember it, dude, because you had so many. Copa de Gigantes. It was basically just a tournament that had the uh, the entrance was have being one of the historical teams in your country. So like they 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 invited you know Chivas and America. They invited uh, uh like Kumi. The, the, like the watermelon teams, like you know, municipal and comunicaciones, and like the Costa Rica ones, like Saprisa, and what's that other one? I like, what's that other one? Uh, yeah, 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 stuff like that. So, I mean, that was actually the first title that uh, I mean, I mean, had won in like 10 years, dude. Or if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> it, it, it was, and uh, I just remember, I mean. And like yeah, you know, I remember Hoyley was always trying to minimize that, you know, that 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 turn of it. <laughs> hey man, I mean you guys will start counting it as a star. Concacaf Giants Cup 2001. Wow. Yes. Wow. Damn Ron, you went too far back. See, no God damn. Could... Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was. Always making fun of that one and making fun of Brother '85. <laughs> and I always go back to you. Did Chivas play? Chivas lost yes. the Comunicaciones. <laughs> and uh, DC United lost to you guys. Wow, two zero champions. Yeah. Jorge Toldano scored three goals for y'all. Yeah. I don't even Super. know who the fuck that is. Uh all right, Ron. Well, thanks for hopping on. Your audio <laughs> sounds a lot better. Thanks for uh for investing in a headset. We got yeah. some other people with closing thoughts. Who's next? I'll go next. The pleasure is always, gentlemen, talk with you guys. Even though I hate this cup, like it's worthless. It doesn't do the, the the logistics excuse that they had for Libertadores is surprising. They don't bring they don't mention that for this for this cup. Where regarding all the teams getting stuck in airports, 
games being delayed, but that's part of the MLS propaganda agenda. But regarding regarding America, I just hope they get, they get rid of. I know they're getting rid of Araujo because he's been one of the worst signings I've ever seen. And and uh, Layun, I think they he probably has like a Ascarraga like eating eating puppies or drinking babies' blood because it just <laughs> doesn't doesn't make sense why he's still on the team. Oh, and, and Chivas has egg on his face for not signing that guy. Yeah. Brandon Vasquez, we yeah. were we were talking about that man. That's Pepe Nassos, man. That's bad luck. Stay away from Cesar Montes is all I'm saying. Oh, it's fake news, man. I I told you that guy that that suck that shit cliff. He's always wrong. Anytime he says something, just bet on the, the opposite. opposite. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, Chicago, for hopping on tonight. We'll see how y'all do against Chicago Fire. Hopefully, y'all get through, past them, and do us a favor and also knock out Cincinnati while you're at it. Get some revenge on, on them beating us. Oh, for sure, man. Joel, what you got for us, Mike? Damn, not not much, I mean. I don't know what to add to this. What are we gonna do for three weeks, dog? Chivas are eliminated. <laughs> oh, and Habibi duck too. He uh he couldn't make it tonight. Yeah, he, he did let us know. He he had some relatives come over and whatnot. He had a host. Sure. <laughs> he was all worked up last night though, I'll tell you that. He was serious. He lost faith in the Iron Man and Thou is burning the shirt pretty much. Why do you go after the Iron Man? What, what did he have to do with the game? Well, I mean, if he, he doesn't trust the process, that's, you know. Yeah, he had a meltdown equivalent to the Austin FC fans, man. It was, it was. <laughs> he, just, he was just missing the word panoch. <laughs> oh man no okay here's my hot take uh i i think i think this tournament if anything at least uh serving that purpose at least of creating some animosity and then where where at least you want to you're willing to watch it even if it's to watch some of the other teams lose and but i i feel that you know, and even going back to 2001, as Ron said, Giants Cup, it's always been sort of like a, like a mission to have a tournament here. And I know it's not to that level of a Libertadores, but I feel we should just make the best of what we do have, you know. And so, I mean, it's not perfect. And yeah, it's, obviously it's designed to benefit the MLS teams. But I think if it's if it's creating, you know, rivalries and whatnot, then that's that's a good start right there. Because that's basically that's the only way you're gonna create rivalries is the more teams play each other, the more you have games. Uh, you know, and then eventually 
it started becoming more meaningful. Yeah, you know, this is literally ground zero. This is the first. I mean, they've had Leaks Cup for a couple years now, but it was just a showcase or whatnot. But this is legitimately the first time we're doing this. Who knows if five, ten years from now we'll still be talking about Leaks Cup. But uh, in its first iteration, I think that there's a lot that needs to get worked out. I think they need to even the playing field when it comes to hosting matches and all that. Again, I would much rather them incorporate this into the regular season, sprinkle these games in between, you know, matches on the, you know, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, have the home and away because it's not fair to ha have all these matches in the States. I would love to see a team like, I don't know, New England play in Juarez or in Mazatlan, you know, really throw them out of their element and, and be in a, in a place where they haven't experienced before or take them to the altitude, you know, where it's harder to breathe. Uh, I would like to see that be involved and incorporated into this tournament to really up the ante. Or you know what else they could do, Jaime? If like a ML, uh, if they don't want to give Liga and Mex teams home games like in Mexico, take the game to where like a, let's say a Chivas is a. Well, it didn't work out for you guys against that Kansas team, but put put Chivas or a Mexican team like America, like in a in a like on the West Coast or in Texas, so it'll like. Like away from their team and like a neutral ground, but yeah, you, but it'll make a me those Mexican teams feel like a home game. Yeah, exactly. Host an America game in fucking Los Angeles, you know that would be equivalent to almost playing in El Azteca, something like that, you know. But uh, it's the first iteration of this tournament. What I will tell the fans and and everyone listening, like, hey, look, you know. It's not the end of the world. This is uh, the first of its kind. And no, it's not one league's better than the other. The, the data is we still have a lot more to go through with this tournament. Once we see these teams get eliminated and we get to the semis and even the final, this does not have an actual like measurement of, oh, this, this, this league's doing better than the other. And uh, just take these results with a grain of salt. For Chivas fans, look, we got the next three weeks off, so I don't know what else there's to watch. I'll tell you right now, I'm not watching that Women's World Cup. No, thank you. I guess I'm going to be stuck watching uh, this and, and some other friendlies that are happening in the States. But uh, it's been an incredible month of July, folks. We were able to get on the pitch many times, and you guys have access to all those photos and images at SoccerChronicle.com. Also been posting them on our IG, Gantina Mex pod. So make sure to give it a follow there. Um, but gentlemen, we will catch you guys in the next episode and hope everyone has a productive rest of the week. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye.